Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hello, calm parents. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. And today I'm talking with intuitive life coach, Muriel Felus. Muriel was raised in France and now resides in Las Vegas, where she raised three kids as a single mom. For years, she coached people on relationships, but bouncing back from depression when her kids became teenagers and started acting out was so painful that she redirected her focus. She is now helping single moms with teens to overcome their challenges and prevent the spiraling down into negative emotions, anxiety, and depression. Welcome, Muriel. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. So tell us first a little bit about you and how you were inspired to start helping other single moms with their teenagers. So I started uh, helping women. I was in high school. They were somehow drawn to me because I had a calming effect. And I started uh, really helping women without really knowing what I was doing. It was instinctive. And when I, my, my oldest was four, so about 20 years ago, I started really studying self-development and it became a passion. I started with Tony Robbins and went on to other mentors and I, as I was learning, I, same thing, women were coming to me. So I coached on dating for a long time. And when I, my last two became teenagers, I was still coaching on relationships. Things started to change Mm -hmm. because I was a single mom. I had everything on my shoulders. I was the ultimate resource for my kids, um, like financial, emotional, everything. And they started acting out in potentially very dangerous ways, Mm. like experimenting and, uh, you know, skipping school. And me being alone with everything on my shoulders and on the top of of it all, having I, I had a disease that I was recovering from. It was too much for me without realizing I was so anxious. I was living in the fight or flight Uh, response in my body, like on alert 24-7, because I was always scared that one of my kids would once try something that would like fry their brain on the spot. And I was waking up at night with horror scenarios in my head. Like I, without realizing, spiraled into depression. And I found myself at a place where I just wished you know, a lightning would come and just disintegrate me because it was too hard. I didn't feel that I had what it took and it was too painful. And I, I didn't really realize where I was going because I had so much self-judgment about being a mother, not liking her life. Because for me, if your kids are healthy, everything is quote unquote well and, and into place. 
you should not feel like this. If you love your kids, you should love your life. And that's why I couldn't even see that because I was, you know, when you judge yourself so strongly, you can't have, have the insights about yourself. Until one night I woke up really like in tears, afraid. And I realized that we are paradoxes as human beings. We, we on one side can love our kids and on the other side, not like, not love our lives. Yeah. And it doesn't make a bad person. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. From that aha moment in the middle of the night, I started to be able to start the change because I worked on accepting where I was, with, which is the first stage in healing, is, is being becoming aware and accept. And from there, with tools to really regulate my emotions in the middle of the night when I was waking up like with palpitations and, and perspiring in tear in fear, I started using a method called tapping and redirected my thoughts once I was more neutral because usually you don't go from high level of fear to positive. Uh, that's the mistake that so many people do. They, they try to jump too high. I got neutral. And from there, I could pick another thought, one that was calming me down, showing me that at this moment, everything was well, nobody was dead, everything was okay. And I started like uh, my ascending back into the person that I was normally, uh, instead of being depressed and not know it. Yeah, I, as you're talking, I hear so many of the moms that I talk to that I know, including myself, that can relate because we do, we, the self-judgment is a big one. And I think a lot of people get so stuck in feeling like they're failing and not realizing that what they're doing is pretty much what everyone else is doing, right? Um, and also just this worry and concern, like, Anything that my teen does is a reflection of how well I'm doing as a parent. And if my yeah. teen does anything off, I'm failing as a parent. And it's so hard to parent from this place of just fear and self-judgment. It's paralyzing. It is. It is. And it's, it's like beating yourself up constantly. Yeah. And we don't do that to someone else, but yet we do it to ourselves. We That's do. A, yeah. A lot. So... I, I love this and you provide tips. So let's help help all of those moms out there. And you know what? Dads too. Dads too. Yes, um, <laughs> how do we, what are some tips that you give parents who are in this place of just panic, really? Um, how do we get to this neutral place to get back into just thinking more from a rational place rather than this fear-based Place. So there, there were two sides. For me, it was so accentuated because on one side, I was a control freak. I was trying to control everything yeah. to protect my kids 24-7. And as you know, it's not possible. We're only human beings. So it started with discerning my area of power and my area of powerlessness. And I realized, and I went very deep into my fear, that may seem really dark, but I went all the way down to if I lose a kid in this life. And I was like, every challenge in my life, and I had very strong challenges where I almost died, every one of them, I was provided in the moment with the tools that I needed, 
with the people that I needed. So I started to really cultivate trust and faith even more mm. into life, into God, into the universe, and trust that the power that was protecting me, that kept me alive, was also protecting my kids. And stop giving um, airtime to the, that fear of losing my kid because that was not relevant now. It was just weakening me to be able to be the best parent that I could be. That was the opposite of what it seems like because it seems like if I worry, I'm a good parent. You lose some of your resources when you're in fight or flight. The brain doesn't uh, function normally and you cannot tap in your resources. So leaving what wasn't mine to manage to a bigger power than myself, trusting. And in that way, you regain the energy that you were allocating to that worry 24-7 because we don't realize, but it is in the background and it depletes our energy. So I started with where do I have power and where do I not have power? Mm. And then I concentrated on the area where I have power. Where do I need to, what do I need to see? What do I need to do to take the turn? Because when you start having, when your kids are becoming teenagers, there is a turn to take, which is if you were maybe more like an enforcer of rules before, you need to step back a little bit, protect them as much as you can, but also leave space for them to learn from their mistakes. Mm -hmm. Leave space for them to be hurt because we all went through that first love that, that slapped us in the face or, or that friendship that crumbles and it's, it's a heartbreak. Be there for them as a guide and an impactor while attending to yourself to be at the best depending on the situation where you can be being more at peace and being loving to yourself too, because we're models, whatever we do, we teach them to do the same thing. So if you don't want your kids to be like slaves as parents, you need to show them that there is room for you too. And I started also remembering that we are not alone. We have our inner wisdom, but there is also a field, an infinite intelligence. And we're not taught to tap in that intelligence. And I started to really, when I felt hectic, when I felt in panic, I came back to the moment. Whether it is by looking at what is in the room and sometimes even naming things out loud, out loud like I see a mirror, I see a chair, I see a couch, to come back into my body in the moment instead of wherever I was fighting my demons. And for that, I use tapping because sometimes it's so strong that thought alone wouldn't bring you there. Yeah. I used um, emotional freedom technique and we can talk about that too later. And I, I created an acronym in my mind, which is A, ED, ED, but with two Ds, like A is stand, standing for awareness. What is going on? Am I panicked? What am I thinking? If I can point it out, if you can't find the exact thought, it's okay. Is my heart palpitating? What do you feel? Then, and what are you afraid of? Because usually in those moments, we are either in shame, afraid of other people's judgment or afraid for our kids or whatever. What are you telling yourself what story are you telling yourself become aware of it 
the I is for investigate. Is that a truth or is that a thought? Because sometimes things happen and you do have to protect them. Like if a kid is going to cross the street and there is a car, you need to intervene. And that's a real danger. And if you have fear about that, that's a good thing. So investigate. For example, I see a lot of moms when the kids are not doing well at school, they right away think they're going to end up working in a fast food and starving their entire life. So is that a fact? Is is your kid not having good grades now going to determine their entire life? And usually it's not. So when you acknowledge that it's not true, then why would you allocate your precious thought and energy to something that may never happen? Mm. So there is a little bit of self-discipline and grabbing yourself and say, okay, enough with that, let it go. So the the first D is for discard. Discard that story, those thoughts. They are not helping anyone. And the last D is decide on what you want instead. Define how you want to feel because maybe nothing is going to change right away in in your life and in your kid's life, but you can decide about how you want to feel. You can become a little bit more independent of what's going on outside in the way you feel inside. Mm -hmm. And I use that process maybe at at the beginning 100 times a day, grabbing myself, saying, nope, not going there. That's old story. And little by little, your brain is creating new neural pathways, new connections, and you start functioning a little bit differently, especially if you have other tools to calm the body at a nervous level system, uh, nervous system level, I put the words wrong, then you start training yourself to become someone else. Yeah, I, I think that's so incredibly powerful to realize, you know, that we need to look internally and how we're responding to things. And, you know, when you talk about the worry, and I see this with all of us, right? We don't know what to do in a situation. And so worrying gives us this false sense of doing something, right? Mm-hmm. We feel like, well, if we worry enough, at least we're expressing our concern. But when we sit back, not only is it not helping, it's hindering. So yes. our false belief that we're doing something is really, yeah, we're doing something, we're making it worse. <laughs> so I think we need to say. <laughs> okay, um, let's let go of this feeling that we have to do something and this is what we're going to do. And let's get in this place of, so I I guess what I'm saying is we need to first decide that we want to stop worrying. And I think that's hard for people to let go of because they feel accomplished when they worry. And that's something that we've learned in school because in school we learn to look at a problem from every angle Mm -hmm. before we can solve it. That's an illusion in life to do that. And there is also the judgment part. If suddenly I don't worry as much and people know that I don't worry, oh my God, I'm a bad mother. Ah. So there is some optics too. (laughs) Yes, there is some work to do around that too, to where maybe don't be start letting people think whatever they will think as long as you know you're doing your best yeah i i think you're right i think that's a big thing is that even if we don't know what to do if we show we're worrying at least we're conveying that we know it's a big deal it's important like so we're at least worried about what people are worrying about so okay so we get to this place where we're like 
I'm ready to let go of the worry because I realize it's not helping me or my teen or anyone involved. How do we do that? It's so difficult. So let's get into you, you use tapping and that's one of the really big reasons I wanted to talk to you too, is because I hear a lot about tapping. I don't know a lot about tapping or how to do it. So I'd love to learn from you. What is it and how do, how do you do this to calm yourself down? So tapping is a, a little bit like emotional uh, first aid. And the tapping that I'm doing, I'm getting certified in clinical tapping. So that's the one they use with veterans to treat uh, heal PTSD, it goes very deep. It's a combination of ancient wisdom because we use the nervous and energy meridians that they use in acupuncture and modern psychology because there is some aspects of exposure therapy and cognitive behavior therapy. So once, because what happens is that we have an issue, a problem, a situation. We Stop developing a habit of worrying about it, of getting anxious about it. Those two things start linking together in our brain. It creates a neural association. And soon enough, every time you will see something that reminds you of this situation, your body will react and go on alert. Mm -hmm. yeah. What tapping does is it intercepts the, the amygdala is the stress center in the brain that will trigger the fight, fight, flight, or freeze response, because it's whether the threat is real or imaginary, you need to be ready to fight or run. If there was a predator, it's, it's from very ancient time, or you freeze because you have to hide. And tapping intercepts that, that uh, response in the body. It cuts the, the link, and you start soon enough thinking about the problem or the situation and feeling more neutral, thinking about the problem, feeling more neutral and to a point where you get to a point where you feel so much more neutral that you can open and see, oh, there is that resource. Or you can even ask. I had very serious challenges with my kids. I had a, a teen suicidal attempt mm -hmm. and I because I started changing when I had that depression, it gave me the ground to help my kid when they went through that. Yeah. It's how life works. It's so magical. I went through a depression that kicked my rear. Mm -hmm. And because I changed, I was able to deal with what came later. Mm. And tapping, I mean, I saw one of my kids and I never thought I could be feeling like that I saw them harming themselves in front of me and I had that mini fraction of second like oh my god I'm gonna go down into peer and I caught myself I was like nope that's not how I'm gonna help I felt that in me it was very fast but and that's because I had associated something else than fear to what I was seeing at least at a tiny level wow. and because of that I was able to help otherwise I would have gone down and it wouldn't have been as as helpful yeah that is, that is huge so so walk us through what tapping looks like so tapping you're gonna have some points on the face and on the top of the body under the collarbones i'm going to describe the points we start with what is called the karate chop because you know when they do karate mm -hmm. they just 
can break a, uh, a break with that. That's the side of the hand. And if people want a visual, they can go to liveeft.club, which I created for that. It's a silent movie of showing the points. You start with that point on the hand. Then you go at the basis of the eyebrows just above the nose. Then you can trace, if you want, on the bone, on the side of the eye, close to the corner of the eye on the bone, under the eye, on the bone too. Then you go and between the mouth, the nose and the mouth. Then in the crease, just under the, the, the mouth. And then you go where you feel your collarbone here, just mm -hmm. below, there is a soft spot. When you, when you put your fingers, you feel it soft. Mm -hmm. Then under the arm at the bra line, and I'll guide you while I'll do it so you can follow. Okay. And the last one is on the top of the head. You can tap with two hands, one hand, two fingers, three fingers. It doesn't really matter. And you can mess up the points. It's very forgiving. And what we're going to do is we establish the problem. We become aware of what's going on. So I think you said you wanted to work on anxiety and stress. Mm -hmm. We're going to stay very general, but in tapping, the more precise you are with your story, the better it works. So okay. let's say that the audience, they have a specific problem that creates anxiety. They're going to stop and think about that problem right now. So think about the issue that is triggering stress in you and anxiety to a point where if on a scale of one to 10, zero is I don't feel it at all. And 10 is like, it's overwhelming. Try to get at a five or higher. So I'm going to give you just a few seconds and tell me when you are at a five or higher, feeling it in your body. Okay. Okay. Now, where do you feel it? Take note, where do you feel it in your body? Like right here in my chest, in my throat. And it can be anywhere. People feel it in their head, their mm -hmm. shoulders. Take a mental note. Take a mental note of the number. Some people are going to be at a five, others at a six, others at an eight. And give a title to that problem or one word, two words. Because when I'm going to tap, I'm going to say that problem. You replace it with your situation. And because we're going to do it in the episode with you, you can say that problem so you don't have to reveal to, to the audience what your problem is. But know that, think about your problem. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to take three fingers and tap on the side of the hand, and we're going to do three, what it's called an anchoring statement to really get into the problem. And I just say things and you repeat Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to do a very short round of tapping, but people can redo it if the intensity of the emotion is not lower at the end. Uh, we'll go through that. Okay. So even though I am anxious or stressed about that problem. So if you want, you can repeat so that you can show people how. Okay. Even though I am anxious or stressed about the problem. I accept myself completely. I accept myself completely. One more time. Even though I am stressed and anxious about that problem. Even though I am stressed and anxious about that problem. I accept myself completely. I accept myself completely. 
And one last time, even though I am stressed and anxious about that problem, even though I am stressed and anxious about the problem, I accept myself completely. I accept myself completely. Now let's tap on the eyebrow point at the basis of the eyebrow. That situation in my life. That situation in my life. Side of the eye on the bone. That situation that is so stressful. That situation that is so stressful. Under the eye. I think about it constantly. I think about it constantly. Under the nose. It's like a poison in my life. It's like poison in my life. Under the mouth. It is so stressful. It is so stressful. Under the collarbone. It is so stressful that it's, it's bothering me. It is so stressful that it's bothering me. Under the arm. I even have physical symptoms about it. I even have physical symptoms about it. On the top of the head. These physical symptoms are in my body. Those physical symptoms are in my body. Eyebrow. All the stress in my chest. I'm going to say chest because that's okay. your point. Yeah, all the stress in my chest. All the stress in my chest. All the stress in my chest. All the stress. I probably don't breathe well because of it. All, I probably don't breathe, breathe well with because of it. All the stress in my chest so much of the day. All the stress in my chest so much of the day. All the stress in my chest. All the stress in my chest. All the stress that doesn't even help. All the stress that does not even help. All the stress is knowing and it doesn't help. All the stress is knowing and it doesn't even help. I wonder what I can do about it. I wonder what I can do about it. Eyebrow point. What if I could let some of it go? What if I could let some of it go? Do you have any resistance when you think about that? No and yes. I mean, we are addicted to our worry because it makes us feel like we're doing something. So okay. yeah, I want to get rid of it. But I also feel that resistance of getting rid of the worry. Side of the eye. But I can't let it go fully. But I can't let it go fully. Under the eye. Because this is who I am. Because this is who I am. Under the nose. But what if I could let some go? But what if I could let some of it go? Under the, the mouth. What if I could let some of it go and still be me? What if I could let some of it go and still be me? Collarbone. I'm sure it serves a purpose. I'm sure it serves a purpose. Under the arm. But it's an illusion. But it's an illusion. Top of the head. It's an illusion and it costs a price. It's an illusion and it costs a price. Eyebrow. The price is, I don't feel well. The price is, I don't feel well. Side of the eye. It's probably not good for my body. It's definitely not good for my <laughs> body. Under the eye. It is not good for my body. It is not good for my body. Under the nose. And it prevents me from thinking straight. And it prevents me from thinking straight. Under the, the, the mouth. It's preventing me from accessing my resources. 
It's preventing me from accessing my resources. Collaborate. So I think I can let some of it go. I think I can let some of it go. And Odia, I'm going to thank it for the, whatever it served. I'm going to thank it for whatever it served. Top of the head, but it's time to let it, let some go. But it's time to let it go. Eyebra, it's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. Side of the eye, I choose to let go of the stress. I choose to let go of the stress. Under the eye, at least for now. At least for now. Under the nose. I can pick it up later if I want to. <laughs> I can pick it up later if I want to. Under the mouth. But for now, I'm going to put it aside. But for now, I'm going to put it aside. Collaborate. And I'm going to attend to that situation, that problem. And I'm going to attend to that situation or problem. I'm going to attend with 100% of my potential. I'm going to attend with 100% of my potential. Top of the head. I love that I can do that for myself. I love that I can do that for myself. I have the uh, eyebrow point. I love that I can do that for myself and my kid. I love that I can do that for myself and for my kid. Side of the eye. I love that I can be a more powerful mother in such a simple way. I love that I can be a more powerful mother in such a simple way. I now let go of the stress. I now let go of the stress. That's my way of loving myself. That's my way of loving myself. That's my way of loving my kids. That's the way of loving my kid. And that's my way of being a better person in the world. And that's my way of being a better person in the world. Under the arm. That's a win, win, win. That's a win, win, win. Top of the head. I am now free. I am now free. And I did that to my, for myself. And I did that for myself. And so it is. And so it is. Take a deep breath. Think about your problem now. Yeah. And give it a number. Uh, two. Okay. Where was it before that? It was about a six or seven. Yeah. And you can, if you want it, you could bring it to a zero as well. We yeah. are, uh, we're short on time here, but usually I try to bring people to a zero and it may come back later, but the more you do it, the less high the intensity yeah. until at one point that specific problem, you'll be able to see more clearly. And I ask the universe show me what I need to learn there is something I need to learn show me who do I need to meet and you would be surprised yeah. what kind of miracles happened really out of the blue uh, my son when he was 13 I wanted to find a good um, uh, male role model for him and I went to Big Brother Big Sisters which is an organization in the US in case people don't listen, listen from somewhere mm -hmm. else it's a nonprofit that matches an adult with a kid so that they can form a bond, a friendship that will help the kid develop. And he was already 13 and they said, well, I, I don't think we're going to find a match because people want kids way younger than that. Mm -hmm. I registered him anyway and we forgot about it. And two years later, when he was 15 and, and going through stuff, I was asking, I was calming myself down, doing some tapping and I was like, okay, show me. 
show me what do I need to do? What, what's the next step? An hour later, later, I got a phone call from big brothers, big sisters after I didn't hear from them in two years. So I was like, okay, that's my next step. Yeah. And, and because we always want to see the entire road, the entire way. And we, we block ourselves this way. When you, you look at the next step, okay, that's that. Then show me the next step. We're, we're going to be guided by ourselves and something bigger. Yeah, and I think that's such a key point too. And I think that's, you know, one of the things where I'm sitting there go, letting go of the worry. And the thing that's hard to let go of is the fact that you feel like that's part of the problem solving. Like you feel like if you let go of the worry that you're not then focusing enough on the problem but it's the opposite. When you're so consumed with the worry, you're preventing yourself from resolving it. And I think that's where it's so hard to get around that thought process. It's so hard to let go of this because you feel like if I let go of this, I'm not doing anything, but this is really preventing you from doing something. So I think that's where I'm like, what? <laughs> so, so I have, I have a an exercise for you to do to help you with that and that's why i called my my business co-parenting with the universe because that's what i feel mm -hmm. i do in my life yeah first go back in your life and see all the things that happened either because you asked for it and it suddenly was brought to you or sometimes you don't even ask and feel things fall right oh, yeah. into place yeah and yeah. See if you were, I bet you, you were not in fear. You were not like holding on to the, the problem. You were more open. So you prove to your brain little by little that it, it can happen without the worry. A hundred percent. Yeah. On an energy level, uh, I don't know if your friends know about energies, knows about energies, but we vibrate like anything else in the, on this planet. We are a world where we vibrate, we're all made of energy at the, at the base. And when you fear, when you're in fear, you vibrate at the level of fear. And the way you explain it, it's like taking an elevator. It's the energy elevator. You stop at the floor at which you feel. Mm -hmm. And when you stop at the level of fear, your brain, because it's designed this way, uh, there is a filter that shows you what you believe and what you think about. So if you think the world is dangerous, you are going to notice everything that is dangerous. And because you vibrate at that level, you're going to meet people, situations, everything that resonates with fear. That alone for me is enough for me wanting to be at least neutral so I can get, I don't want to <laughs> add to my situation. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is so true too. It's like you kind of manifest what you're looking for and believing in because that's your whole body is your brain is looking to find confirmation and support of what you already believe. So if you're in the state of fear, everything you do is to confirm that fear. Yes. And so you're missing all the stuff that would be against that belief because that doesn't support it. So I think there's, there's so much truth to that. And it's like, I, you know, it's one of those things where you just got to go wrap your head around it. Cause it's like, I know it, it's still so instinctual to do. And so I'm, I want to relay that because I'm, I know how difficult that is to let go of those fears because those fears are doing something for it. We feel like they're doing something for us. So it's hard to let go because you're like, well, if I let go, what is there? And you're saying there's a lot more out there. Oh, yeah. 
the we reason- have to let go first to see it. And that's scary. And, and <clears throat> what I tell my clients and I tell myself is that, yes, it's fear. And yes, maybe it's hard to, but really it's a habit of thought and a habit of feeling. So when I'm too much into it, or when I, I coach someone who's too much into it, I'm like, it's just a habit. It's not bigger than that. It doesn't have power over you. You have power over it. It's just a habit. That's okay. You did it again. Well, so what? So what? You practiced it for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. You think you're going to live it in one day? No, it's going right. to come back. So what? <laughs> so what? Ah, it's good stuff. Good, good stuff. Um, so before we go, how can people find you? Um, and, and I know you mentioned the, the free um, tapping too. So how can people find you and find that? So they can find me as at coparentingwiththeuniverse.com. And I have on my website a freebie, which is a kit for moms or dads. I, I said moms because I started with moms. Mm-hmm. And it's a back to peace kit where you have a tapping session to come down after an argument. Because I know when you have teens, sometimes your, bo- your blood is boiling. So you go down before you continue interacting. A meditation to clear your chakras because... We, we accumulate so much lower energies and so much stuff, especially with the stress that it's energy hygiene, if you want. I do that yeah, a lot yeah. for myself. And the last one is, it's, I called it emotion intervention. That's when you have a problem in a loop in your mind. So that's a visualization where you can detach and get the message behind what's happening. So, and that's a, a kit and it's on the, on the first page of my website. Perfect. We will have a link on in the show notes so people can find that. And before you go, any parting words of encouragement for parents of teenagers? What helps me is knowing I have what it takes. That's one of my mantras because sometimes it's so big. You, you're like, oh my God, no, I have what it takes and I'm not alone. Those two mantras save, saved my life and every time I have a challenge. I go back to it. So small, but so big, so powerful. Thank you. I I really love that. So Muriel, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so grateful. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I love that conversation. And thank you, parents, for taking time out of your your busy day to spend with us. If you want to learn more about how to help your teens succeed, you can grab my free guide, Seven Secrets to Motivating Teens at AskDrPam.com slash Motivate Teens. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode and all the helpful strategies Muriel shared with us, please take a quick moment to rate and review. This helps other parents like you find this show. I encourage you to share it with a friend as well. Until next time, have a peaceful, positive, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, If you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.